My oldest daughter, Tamara, has been such a blessing and a gift from God in my life. I prayed and prayed and prayed for her, and God blessed me to give birth to a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful young, beautiful, beautiful baby girl. I thank God for my baby girl. And as she grew up, she was just such a blessing, a happy baby. She just was so, so happy. And God just truly blessed through her. And when my mother had got sick and we moved her in with us, Tamara was going to White Station High School. So I was devastated by the, the news what the doctor had gave my mama that that was mostly my focus was on my mama, not on Tamara, not on no one else, basically, because I was so hurt for seeing my mama suffering like that. And so Tamara, as strong as she is, God gave her that strength to go to school. She excelled in school. She was in the band. She had been in the band ever since she was in middle school, Airways Middle. And she flourished, even though my mama moved in. You know, we moved our mama in with us, and Tamara had to give up her bedroom and let my mama stay in her bedroom while she moved upstairs in the bedroom. And 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 so her watching my mama suffer, we watching my mama suffer, Tamara kept going to school. So she would go to her counselors when she was in White Station, telling them, you know, asking them that, how can she graduate as a junior? So they, you know, she was very persistent going to her counselors that they knew that she meant business and they really worked with Tamara. So they told her about a program called dual enrollment where she actually could go to college while she was in high school. And that's what she did. So she told me about it and I was shocked. I went up there to get her books, Southwest books. So she was going to college while she was in high school taking college courses and getting college credits while she attended high school and I was so proud of her and she also graduated at the age of 17 years old I thank God for it she did that she graduated at the age of 17 she graduated in the 11th grade she was in the she may have been younger than 17. Wait a minute. I think she was 16. If I'm not... See, only thing I know... Okay, she graduated in 11th grade. It was it was amazing. She was the first child and the only child that we know that graduated in 11th grade. And I remember she was calling Jessica because Jessica is older than her. So they was graduating around the same time. So she was asking Jessica, she going to go on and apply for college. And my brother told her, said, don't worry about what she going to do. You do you. That's what he told her. He said, you do you. So Tamara applied for MTSU. She got accepted at MTSU in Murfreesboro. So she moved to Murfreesboro, and I co-signed for her to stay into some apartments there while I was still in Memphis. And... During, you know, all that time while she was in college, her grandmama died. Her daddy was killed a year and three months later. 
that didn't stop her from going to school. She 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 didn't have any children. She was going to school and working. And me, she did not have my support as she should have had because I was grieving. I was doing stuff that I shouldn't do. I was just in a place, a dark place. That, But she kept on going. Even though she was grieving, she kept on going to school. She kept on going. She didn't use it as no kind of excuse. She didn't use no excuse like my daddy did, you know, my grandmama did, my daddy was killed. She didn't use no kind of excuse. She just kept on going to school. And she told me, she said, Mom, if you want to know who you is, move somewhere where you don't know nobody. She said, then you're going to find out who you really is. She said, and they try to make it harder for, for people that don't have children. Because if she had children, oh, she can get quite a bit of benefits for her children. You know, she can get stuff, but she ain't have no children. So it was harder for her to get stuff. But she kept on going. And God blessed her with a job at the Boys and Girls Club in Murfreesboro. So she was going there. Not one time did Tilma ever move back home. Not one time. Did she make an excuse for nothing? She worked hard. And sometimes she would call me and ask for stuff. I said, you can do it. You grown. I would be hard on her. But uh-uh. Tilma got that. God blessed her to get what she needed to get. And so... When Tamma finally graduated, it was so beautiful. It was like, look at God. And she went through a great, great deal because the her her fiance, she was supposed to have been getting married. She grew up with him ever since he was little, she grew up with him. So she knew him for so many years they knew each other. And he was there with her. When, you know, when she was grieving. And so she went through so much. So when she went to the pastor, him and him and her went to the pastor to get counseling. The pastor seen something, Pastor Maples, that he did not approve their marriage. Even though she had already sent the wedding invitations, me and, and uh, her fiancé mother, Went to get our dresses, wedding dresses. We already had bought our dresses and all. But the pastor, he called me in the office. He said, he said he can't marry him. So I didn't get upset with the pastor. Tamara was very hurt because she had already made the invitations and all. She she was very hurt that our pastor would not marry them. But even though she was hurt by it, she didn't go and get married anywhere else. And she didn't do that. She just was hurt by it. So I remember that I had um, co-signed for her and to stay in some apartments in Cordova. So her and him, they was living in apartments and they had reached kind of like hard times where it was hard for them to get jobs and pay the bill. So I had called her one day, was telling her that they got uh, some money in that they help people with their utilities. And she was like, no, Ma. 
She said, we already done left. She said, we finna move to Kentucky with my cousin Tootie and his wife. And I said, you just up and left the apartment that I co-signed for? She said, yeah, mom, because I couldn't get no job. She said, so we gone. We gonna find a job in, in Kentucky. And Tootie gonna let us stay there. And I said, okay. So they had went there. And then so David and Misha, they moved into those apartments. That's when we was living in Memphis. That was years before, you know, that was years ago. You know, I'm backtracking now. So then when they moved there, Tama kept looking for a job. And Demarcus was rolled with her to go and do an application at a job. And as he rolled with her there, she had left her purse out in the, in the car while she was in there filling out applications and stuff. And she came out, he had drove off with the car and left her stranded right there. And he drove on, I think he had drove on back to Memphis. He left her down in Kentucky. She called me, she said, ooh. I mean, that was the first time I ever heard my daughter curse. It was just devastating. So then after that, we found he had parked her car at the house that David them used to stay in, right in the, the little, right there. He he had parked the car right there, close to our house. It still had her purse in there and stuff. I guess he felt bad about what he had done. And we had called the police and stuff. And so, and also when he did that, he had also stole Tootie's wife wedding ring and he had stole a um uh, i think the ps4 game tv or something he stole from there too even though they had opened their home up for him to live there out of the kindness of their heart so he did all that and um the police that came it was a lady police she came and took the report and we was talking and i was just telling her how my daughter had went through so much and that, you know, she ain't been too long, lost her mama, her grandmama, and her daddy was killed a year and three months later. And so now she had to put up with with this, with him doing doing her like this, after knowing the hurt that she'd been through. So the policeman literally started crying right there. Me and her just stood out there and just crying and she was telling me that how she had went through and her father had died from an illness and so she sympathized and empathized with what was going on so after that you know we understood then why the possum maples did not approve for them to get married and I asked, I said, ain't you glad, Tamara, that Possum Maples did not approve for you to get married? And I just thank God for the man of God. And I thank God for not letting her make a bad decision to marry him. And after that, Tamara have just been a blessing. Like, she graduated. And we went to her graduation. She got her bachelor's degree. Thank you, Lord. 
she got her bachelor's degree. And when we went to the graduation, she had a picture of her and her daddy on her graduation camp. It was so beautiful. She marched down and got her diploma. It was so beautiful. We knew she had been through so much. But she just knocked down them obstacles. And that's why she told me, she said, Mom, I don't have no pity party with people. Because if you really want to do what you got to do, you could do it. Whether you got to catch the bus, whatever you got to do to do it. Jesus, thank you. She said, Mama, you could do it. She said, especially when you got children too, it ain't about you. It's about them children. She said, Mama, you could do it. And be even right before she graduated, people was coming to her, asking her to work for them. And so she chose a job at the Department of Children's Services where she helped so many children, and it held me about to cry. She has been a blessing to so many children. She even worked in the capacity of working for the um, youth villages at the orphanages homes where one night when she was at work, a child jumped out the window, the second story floor, and one child tried to hang themselves that very night but thank god they're all right but and and it was one little boy that she told me she said she said mom this little boy said that's okay miss tamara i came to the conclusion that i have no one and that's the little boy that she wanted to adopt her heart was in it and i told her i said now you know why that you had to go through what you went through being my child is I kept so many foster children and Tamara had to stand in the shadows and share me with so many children that came through our home. I said, God was preparing you to be on this side now of you working as a caseworker. And it was just so beautiful. And she would tell me the things about these children. And I said, oh, Tamara, please. It's hurting me to my, I can feel it in my stomach. Like, we just going to pray. Because I can't take it. Please. And, and so, she was right there for them children. And especially for teenagers. She had a heart for the teenagers. But she was firm on the parents to get their children back. She said, whatever it takes. You know, she didn't want no sad pity party stories because... She knew if she could make it going through what she went through, they could make it too. She know, because it wasn't nothing for us to walk for miles, to catch the bus. I mean, I grew up catching the bus until my mom and daddy, you see what I'm saying? Not I'm not when my daddy was killed, until my mama, grandmama, granddaddy, how they, you know, got a car. That's what we did. Caught the city bus, walked. Talking about walking for miles, where they do that at? We did it. Didn't complain. Not one bit. Did not complain. Blessed. When we seen that bus coming down the street, we were blessed. We knew you can make it. We knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, you can make it. You can make it now. You can make it. It makes you more appreciative when you get it. Because... I let them know where I come from. My mama let me know where she come from. Grandmama let us know where she come from. If they can make it, we can make it. 
because we got it easier. So when we did get a car, we were so appreciative of that car because we remember walking for miles. I'm talking about with bags in our hand. I'm talking about with catching the bus. See what I'm saying? We remember that thing. We remember walking to school, doing this and that. So all that stuff, you shouldn't complain about none of it, you know. So it's like Tamara, she, she just worked for the Department of Children's Services. And she gave her all to the cause for the children. Because at the end of the day, she even was telling her coworkers, it ain't about you. It ain't about, it's about these children. Because they didn't have a choice. They didn't ask to be born into this. But we got a choice. They don't. So, I mean, so she made a difference in, in, in so many children's lives. And even her own brothers and sister. Because I was going through with my children where be honorable. He had did something so devastating that he had to be removed from the home for a while until they investigated. And and so Tamara came right on and she cried. She said, Bo, what did you do? And she cried. But you know what she did? She took her brother. She took him to live with her while she was going to college. This before she was even working at DCS. So she was going to college and working at the department, I mean, at the Boys and Girls Club at the time. And she, and her her brother lived with her. And I and she I, she had temporary custody of her brother. And she took him to do outreach ministry. She took him to the uh, Salvation Army that he could work for the community. She instilled some good things in him. And she let him know, you ain't going to pull that stuff with me. Because you pull whatever you pull with me, I'm calling the police on you. She even had policemen that, you know, work with her to kind of scare him to, you know, get him to doing the right thing and stuff like that. So, I mean, until I was able to get my son back, she was right there. She had been right there, you know, all the time, even with me and her. Our relationship when she got, you know, a teenager, it was not really good because she looked at the things I did. She did not like it. She rebelled, you know, was letting me know the wrong parent died. You know, she told me that she hurt me, you know, but I know I hurt her too. Because, you know, I made decisions without her. Even the land in Mississippi, the Mercy Grace land, I made decisions to sell that without even asking her. That was her daddy land too, you know, and she should have been a part of it. She should have been a part of even getting some of that money for that. So it's like she had reason to be hurt. But you don't never have a reason to disrespect your parents because the Bible says honor. You may not agree with what your mom and daddy say, but you're supposed to honor your mother and your father that your days may be longer on this earth. It don't have no stipulations in there. It don't have in there, well, if your mama a prostitute, if your daddy's selling drugs, don't honor them. You ain't got to do what they tell you to do if it's wrong, but you do still supposed to honor and respect them for the fact that they your mama and daddy no matter what. Still, so me and her relationship uh, was was kind of rocky for a while. But God even mended our relationship where, you know, God just blessed that we're closer together. And I pray to God that we will always be close as a mother 
and daughters should be. Because the uh, my mama used to say, a son is a son until he takes a wife. But a daughter is a daughter all her life. So I just pray that God will continue to touch my daughter hard. That no matter what mistakes that I make as a mother, because I'm not perfect, but that she would know that I love her. I never did anything to abuse her, but I made wrong choices I did. And not only that, God gave me a mind to even ask my children, you know, all. All of my children, I asked them one by one, you know, especially David and Tama, for them being grown, I asked them. When I asked David, I said, David, can you please forgive me for the mistakes that I made as your mother of me teaching you not to do this, not to do that, hard on you. And then I turn around and do it. You see me fornicating, sinning against God, getting a tattoo, doing these things that I taught you not to do. Can you please forgive me? And he told me, he said, Mom, I forgive you. He said, uh, you just let me know that even though you saved and we saved, we still fall. We still make mistakes. But God, have mercy on us and still can forgive us and lift us up. He said, because at first I was thinking, uh, by you being saved, you're supposed to be perfect and never make no mistake. He said, but you an example of how that you can fall. You can fall down, but you can get up. God can raise you up again. And so... Because I let them know I'm not a perfect parent. But I love y'all. I love y'all so much. And I want the best for y'all. And you know, I even asked Tamara. I said, Tamara, can you forgive me for all the bad choices that I made for me not being the perfect mother, for me not being a mother that you deserve me to be? For me, hard on y'all, telling y'all not to do certain things like shacking, fornicating, and then here I am doing it. I said, can y'all forgive me? Even the tattoos, here I am getting a tattoo. I said, tell me, can you please forgive me? And she told me, she said, Ma, I forgive you. She said, but you need to go back to school and get your degree. So my sister and brothers can see that you did it. Why are you trying to tell them to go to college when they get big that you did it? She said, you need to do that, Mom. And she even bought me things for me to paint and to draw and to use the talent that God has given to me. I love you, Tamara. I love you, David. I love you, Lena, Eddie, and Bo. 
I love you, baby. I love you, my husband, my king. I love you. And so this is a... And I just want my daughter to know, my oldest daughter to know, that I am so proud of the wonderful, beautiful young lady that God had blessed you to be. And I also want to mention to y'all that God filled Tamara with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost when she was a little girl. She was, I think she was like a teenager. God filled her with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And God is with her every step of the way. And I'm so grateful that God filled her with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. God filled David with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. God filled Lena, Eddie, and I know he going to fill both with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. That is the most important thing for me as a mother is I want my my children to be safe first. Safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. That's the first most important thing. The second most important thing is that they will be saved full of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Totally delivered from everything they need deliverance from. And then the third thing most important thing is for them to be successful in what they do and that they will surrender all to God and be successful in what God will have them to do and that they get their education, but surrender to what God's will is for their lives and that they fulfill their purpose to the fullest. And so I'm going to end this with the uh, poem that I written for Tamara. Mama, little baby girl that grew inside of me. I loved you before I knew what you was going to be. And on that blessed day, when they placed you in my arms, my love for you was sealed. I wanted to protect you from all harm. You are a gift from God that have made our life complete. You are cherished in our heart with every passing beat. And as we watched you grow through the years, we are so proud of you and what you have become through laughter, through sweat, through the tears. God has given you the gift of the Holy Ghost, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding too. He has given you leadership abilities and a determination to go through. You are unique and special. You don't follow the crowd. You are faithful to the task ahead, and you have truly made us proud. Now you are sweet 16, and it's so hard to believe that soon you will be all grown up, mature, and ready to leave. Our prayer for you is that God will put heavenly angels encamped around you day by day, and that he builds a hedge of protection as you go on your way. That he will give you a mind to put him first. And that living water will flow from your belly that you will never thirst. And that you will give God the glory in everything you do and say. And the word will come alive in your heart and should as you pray. Don't be afraid to follow your dreams and soar high. Because you have the ingredients and abilities within you 
This we can't deny. Know this, that you can and will go places that we have never been. You will reach a level that we can only comprehend. You will strive to be the best in your particular field. You will put the devil under your feet and sin you will not yield. Stay focused and alert. On your journey, my sister, my little girl, greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. Stay prayerful and make your request known unto God and he will open doors for you that was purpose in your heart. And when the doors open for you, have the faith to step out because he will never leave you or forsake you without a doubt. Never be too busy for God because he is your foundation. Always strive to do what's right and rise up before a sinful nation. Because you, my daughter, are a gift from God. You are my answer prayer and it's cherished always in my heart. I love you. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.